Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Today, we are talking about confusion. Confusion is something that can plague us. It can feel like we can't move forward yet because we're confused. And when we believe that is what's happening, we stay stuck. It's this irony because when we believe we are confused and that means we cannot move forward, we don't move forward, which keeps us in confusion. So what do we do then? Do we just reactively respond from a place of not knowing? Do we sit in the stuckness and let it be there? Do we spin around and try to come up with a solution from a place of force? Or do we allow ourselves to sift through what's going on to get to the root of what we're after? And that is what today's episode is all about. We will be diving into confusion And what you'll find is the the key from today is there's a difference between confusion and not knowing. And they sound the same. Like at face value, being confused means you don't know what to do. You're confused by it. But the truth is confusion, confusion is often like this layer It's like the foam on our cappuccino (laughs) and underneath it is the delicious drink and the foam itself can be an experience to have, but it's not that there isn't anything under the foam. The foam sometimes blocks the truth. And so what we want to do is we want to break down the difference between when we are simply confused versus when we simply do not know versus when we do not know and then layer on confusion on top of that. And why is this important? Because when you know whether you're confused or simply just in the not knowing, it gives you a path forward because the response you want to take will be different depending on if it's confusion-based versus not knowing. And so that's what today is all about. And before we get into that, I have a win to share. I am celebrating one of my clients who is an entrepreneur. I work with people and helping them do their work their way with soul. And that means helping people in their careers. And sometimes those careers are entrepreneurial endeavors. And I am celebrating my client who has put together her freebie, revamped her website, set up a shop, and wrote emails in order to uh, attract clients. I want to celebrate this part of the journey because so often we tell ourselves we don't know or we can't do it. And as I was coaching this client today, she was sharing sharing with me how much failing (laughs) and mistakes that she has been having and how she's just continuing on. And how a lot of times what she ends up doing is just needing to do a lot of Googling, of figuring things out, of Googling her way forward. She was sharing that this was her experience. And I want to highlight that here because for those of you listening, whether you're an entrepreneur or in the corporate setting, whatever it might be, sometimes we don't know what to do. 
but we don't have to let ourselves stay there. And we can find a way for some self-reliance by using the resources around us, by saying, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. This is a client who didn't let confusion stop her. This is somebody who embraced the fact that she did not know and found a way to help herself figure it out. And yes, they're stumbling along the way. And yes, there's aspects where she she was all excited because she put together her website at the desktop version and then realized the mobile version wasn't really up to par to what she was wanting. And so she's stumbling along and yet feeling really vibrant about it because even though she doesn't really know what the end outcome is going to look like, she has a vision and she has a path forward. And while she doesn't always know how to do it, she does not stop. And so I want to celebrate the resilience that this client is sharing, the perseverance, the determination, and the willingness to let herself fail, to make mistakes. For everyone out there, the quicker you let it be okay for you to mess up, the easier it will be for you to figure out the way forward. Because the more you allow yourself to be willing to be a little bit screwed up in your approach, the more you're able to say, ah, this is the way I want to try next. This is the way I want to try next. And you help yourself forward. It doesn't mean you don't get resources to help dial in your path, to help take out some of the unnecessary windings. But it does mean that you're not going to avoid these deviations. There's always going to be something that takes you down a road that you end up discovering is a dead end. And we think that means we've messed up. But what we often don't see is the new lessons and realizations that we have from taking those dead ends. And for that case, I actually want to celebrate another client as well. And this is a client of mine who I've worked with for about eight months And for this client, she has a a full-time job and a career that's thriving, and she's also building her own uh, business as well. And she does a lot of investment property. And we were talking, and she was sharing with me how she was upset at herself for not making an investment in a property uh, from several months before COVID, and how if she had done that, it would have been really thriving. And ever since then, she's really pushed for taking bigger strategic risks because of the fact that she missed that opportunity. And so what our conversation revealed was she thought she had missed an opportunity. And so now she was changing course. But said another way, from the fact that she did not make that investment, she actually gained the opportunity of the lesson of learning the strategic risk of helping to understand some of the poles in the mark of helping to guide herself forward in the future. And because she did not take the option of making the investment in the past, it's made her more strategic and a little bolder as well in terms of the investments she's made now. So perhaps if she had made that investment, she would be a much different type of investor than she is now. And perhaps because she did not make that investment, she is better off. Perhaps the lesson that she learned was worth well more than that investment would have given her because of how it's teaching her to invest moving forward. Things that can look like a dead end actually can be what shape us the most, actually can be what guide us and provide us a new way of being. And so I'm also here to celebrate that client. 
So thank you to these two incredible entrepreneurs and business professionals, uh, both finding ways to use confusion, to use not knowing what to do, to use past decisions and mistakes as a tool to shape them forward, not hold them back. And if you're listening to this and you're hearing this and you are seeing how it could apply to your life, I offer to you to realize what if every dead end was actually an opening? What if every mistake was actually a moment of rebirth? What if every time you mess up, it was actually you showing yourself another way to be in the future? This is us living, thriving, utilizing our career as our path towards the greatest spiritual transformation, career success, and personal connection. This is what it's all about. And if you're feeling the call and feeling the nudge and loving this podcast, you are invited to join me in one-on-one coaching. This is where we go deep. We understand what's coming up in your mind. We help you pull out some of the limits. We also talk about strategy and implementation from a career growth perspective. I use my background as an entrepreneur director to help you take an entrepreneurial mindset to your career or your business. And I use my understanding of leadership development and workplace psychology to help you know yourself and those around you so that you can make bold moves that are aligned with who you are. So join me in one-on-one coaching. You'll see a link to find all the details with this episode. And for those of you who prefer to have a conversation before diving in, you're welcome to schedule a free call with me. This is our chance to get to know each other. You can ask any questions you have. We'll roadmap out a plan for how we'd work together. And then you can get a feel for what it would be like to be supported by me in a coaching capacity. That link is also in the show notes here, or you go to believeseed.com slash schedule. All right. Now back to our episode all about confusion versus not knowing. Now this topic originated as I was preparing for a session that I was leading for Jess Lively. And for those who don't know, Jess Lively is Uh, what I would think of as a spiritual teacher. And she talks a lot about your inner voice, which you hear me on this podcast talking about all the time. I use the word soul or intuition. She calls it the inner voice. Whatever you call it, it's the same energy. It's that essence, that inner wisdom, that knowing, that thing that you tap into to know what you want. That's what we're talking about. And so I was leading a session for Just Lively's community all about intuitive decision-making and career clarity. And as I was preparing for it, I decided I wanted to use, (laughs) use the practices in the creation of the workshop. And so I tapped into my soul, that inner voice, that wisdom within, and I got insight on how to lead the session. And one of the key components that came up for me was the dilemma of knowing, am I confused or do I just not know? And I do find this tends to hold people up and they don't understand the difference. And so that's why today's episode can be so helpful because it's going to pull apart what the difference is between the two. Because when you know which is happening to you, you then know how to respond to it. We can't choose our actions from an intentional place if we don't know the intention behind them. And so getting to the source of what's going on 
is the way there. And that's what coaching helps with. And in today's episode, you're going to get specific tips to help you understand the distinction of confusion versus not knowing. And bottom line, confusion is mental-based, not knowing is soul-based. Or you could say confusion is something that the ego creates and not knowing is something that the soul is alerting you towards or more, more so the space within which you are before you're on to the next step. It's a period of waiting. It isn't a period of spinning. And so that's the distinction, but I'm going to draw this out even uh, more clearly so that you can see the different symptoms. So starting with confusion, confusion is of the mind. It's a mental state. It's egoic. It's the mental spiral of not having a sense of clarity. For me, it often feels foggy, spinning, and chaotic. It's a mental energy and strain, and it often feels for me, it has a tightness. It has more of a swirliness. It's not free flowing. It's like a weight almost, and it has a sharpness to it. If I were to think about where do I feel confusion, it's a mental drain. It's like in my head, there's a fuzziness up there, or there's that spiraling thought. Confusion can include a lot of emotions as well, because we can think, I don't know what to do, and then we can feel concerned, and then we make that concern mean, oh no, we really have no clue, and that can make us feel paranoid, and then that paranoid triggers us to go on this research rampage to try to get the answer, so then we feel this desperation, and then we make the desperation means we're completely lost and out of touch with what we're after, and then we use that, and that makes us feel hopeless, and we're in this spirally state, all egoic in the sense that it's about our mind our thoughts from a mental body, as well as our emotional body. And so it's this spinning chaos. I want you now to contrast that with not knowing. Not knowing is soul-based. It simply means it is not yet time. My favorite word to describe not knowing is waiting. Because it's a time in which You don't have an answer, but it isn't that anything's wrong with that. And so with confusion, what happens is we don't have an answer or we think we don't have an answer. Maybe we do. We're just not letting ourselves see it. But we then make that mean there's a problem. With not knowing, there's no problem with not knowing. It's just the state of things. It's a period of stillness, of rest, of in-between, before having your next move, before the solution has risen out of you or from the universe at large, there's a spaciousness to it. I like to think about it like, you know, the chillness that's in the air, either in the fall or maybe in the morning before the sun has risen, you have that darkness, but also the chill creates this expansive atmosphere around you. There's something so spacious about that time of day, of of morning. That's to me what not knowing feels like. It's that space. It's silence. It's like, you know how a lot of meditations will have like a bell that'll ding. And then you listen as the bell 
diminishes away. And there's that point right after the sound of the bell has ceased where you're still listening for the bell, but you don't have any expectation of anything else. That lingering, that silence, that is the waiting. That is the stillness. That is the rest. That is the not knowing. It's also a state of presence, of complete presence without requirement to have an answer, to have a solution, to have a next step. And so when we think about the two, confusion is something that is egoic and not knowing is something that is soul-based. So what that means is how we respond to each of these is different. Now, I want to start with how to respond to the not knowing because it's simpler. If you're in a state of true not knowing, which is the state I just described, what that tends to be for me is if I'm wanting to decide how to move forward and I'm not getting a clear answer and I drop below the chaos of the mind of the confusion down into my soul, into that wisdom, to that spacious place, I might hear no response, or I might hear not now, or I might hear now's not the time to know, or I might be brought an image of waiting. I will ask my soul something like, soul, is it time? Well, usually I don't ask that. Usually I'll say, soul, should I move forward with this or that? What do I do? And my soul will say, not now. It's not time to know yet. Wait, it's coming. You'll see. Not now, later. And so, what you find is it's not that the answer is no, it's just that the answer is it's not time to decide. So, the decision is not to decide. That's my my knowing for that moment is to not know. And so to hear that answer, to get that clarity means getting out of the confusing state of the mind, dropping into that inner voice, that soul's wisdom, and getting that guidance. And it also means when that happens, how do you respond? Well, you respond in calmness. You respond by allowing yourself to be okay in the waiting mode. You respond by doing something else that calls to you. And so if you're thinking soul, and this is actually something that came up in a session, a client was not sure whether or not to leave their job, asked their soul, and they got the answer, yes. And then they wanted to know when. And the answer was, you'll know when it's time. Which can be a little frustrating because sometimes we're like, okay, is it September 15th? Is it next August? Is it January? Is it next week? Like, do I put my two weeks in now? What do I do, soul? Or what do I do? Intuition. And we don't often get step one is this, step two is this, step three is this. We often just get that next move or the knowledge that now's not the time to make a move. And when it is time, you'll know. You'll get the urge. You'll get the call. You'll get the nudge. But what had been keeping this client in confusion 
was she had been combining two decisions into one. She'd been combining the idea of leaving or not leaving with the when she would leave. She'd been making the decision mean that she must have to be leaving then as opposed to just honoring the fact that she knew she was going to go. But she also knew that she wasn't getting the specific nudge to leave right then. That's the space between the waiting, the acknowledging where she was at, as well as the acknowledging that she was not in the place to move forward. It's not even really a, a not ready. It's, it's not that, that she had to do something necessarily. It might just be that it wasn't the moment. It wasn't the time and space to make the next move, to make the next shift. Sometimes we wait and we don't really know why and we don't need to know why, but we can honor the, the fact that we're in the place of waiting. And so if you find you're in the not knowing, meaning either you ask yourself, should I stay or go for this job? And the answer is, it's not time to decide that or not now, ask later, or you get an answer, but you don't get a when. Don't make that mean you get caught in a spiral of frustration because you don't have the answer you're seeking. Let it be okay to be in the dark. Let it be okay to be in the not knowing. We are taught that we're supposed to know things. And when we don't, we get scolded. Think about like every test you've ever taken. If you know the answer, you get praised. If you don't know the answer, you get that red X, that mark down, that points taken away. When the truth is there is such delight that can happen from the not knowing. It's an open possibility. Who knows what's going to happen? We could let ourselves be ecstatically embracing that period. And yet that's often not our response because we've been so trained to think we're supposed to know and that not knowing is wrong when the truth is not knowing can be a beautiful phase. It's a place of flow. It's a place of, of energy in its fluid form. Think about it like this. Energy is a wave. But once you focus it into a specific spot, it manifests. It's almost like you've manifested it into a pinpoint. Then it's no longer in wave form. It's a point. It's a dot. And so every time you go from not knowing to knowing, you've collapsed the wave into a specific outcome. What that means is you've taken out all of the other outcomes as options in order to come to one singular focus, the answer or the solution. And yet, We assume that it's better to have the pinpoint than the wave. When the truth is the wave is this open space period of play, of insight, of drawing new understanding. So (laughs) what I'd like to say is when you're in not knowing, ride the wave. Allow it to be okay to be in that energy flow as opposed to the pinpoint knowing. It's okay to be in that stage. It's okay to be in flux. It's okay to allow that to be where you're at. It's like when the leaves change and they fall to the ground. The point of arrival is the ground. That's the destination. The leaf doesn't necessarily know its destination, though, when it's falling from the tree. The wind blows it to and fro, and who knows what spot it's going to land on. 
The leaf doesn't have to get concerned about knowing where it'll fall. The leaf just enjoys the flowing nature of it falling from the branch down around to the ground. It arrives at a space when it's meant to. And so know that you're going to land somewhere when it's time to land. And instead of trying to force yourself to hypothesize where the leaf is going to fall, enjoy the ride, enjoy the drop, the free flow sensation of the wind delicately, or maybe forcefully blasting you all around until you get to where you're going to go. Because you're going to get there. Whether or not you know where that is, you'll arrive. You'll become a point. It'll happen. And so embrace the not knowing. Knowing that you'll know. Believing that you'll know when it emerges, when it's time. When we can have that trust and that faith in that process, it takes away the pressure and it lets us delight in the ride and embrace the stillness of the not knowing sensation. Not knowing is not wrong. Now let's talk about confusion. What do you do if you're confused? Well, here's the deal. Confusion comes in multiple forms. The first form is we are in a place of not knowing truly from the soul. But instead of embracing it, we resist it and we say, oh no, I don't know. I need to know. I have to figure this out. I have a deadline coming up. I have to choose. And we make that mean we are needing to know now. And we put so much force and pressure around needing to know that we start to get in this place of confusion. And the confusion is the swirling of the emotional pressure of feeling like we should know something we do not know. And then the mental drama of thinking something's wrong that we don't know. And then us thinking, well, since we don't know, we have all of these options. And then we start to consider the repercussions of choosing option A over option B over option C. And we make it this logical, rational game of let's pro and con this out and try to rationalize the response when the true heart of it is it's not time to know. So that's the first way confusion tends to show up is we're actually truly in a period of not knowing. But our ego does not want to allow that to be okay. And it layers confusion on top of the not knowing. Another place confusion shows up, though, is we actually do know. Our soul knows. Our soul is not in a period of not knowing, but our ego is afraid of the response it wants us to take. Or it doesn't like the response it wants us to take. And so it tells us we are confused because it doesn't want to have to take the risk of making the bold move that your soul has said or knows it's time to make. And so we tell ourselves we're confused when the truth is we do know what we want in that moment, but we don't want to do it from an egoic place because we're afraid of what other people will think, of what we'll have to let go of, of the identity we'll have to release, of the identity we'll have to embrace, of who it'll make us into, of what it'll require us to evolve beyond. And so we say we're confused when the truth is, deep down, we know what we want. We just don't want to let ourselves own it. And so that's this other place that confusion can happen. So 
If you're hearing this, you might think this all sounds great in theory, but if I'm feeling confused, you're telling me that could either mean I know or I don't know. And so now I don't know what to do with my confusion. Well, here's what we want to do is we want to help you release the confusing spiral because it becomes this fog and we can't tell if underneath the fog there is the answer or if there's the stillness. And the way to know is to drop below the confusion or to remove the confusion. And I know that sounds like the same thing, but they're actually different. So option one, drop below the confusion. That means you don't try to fix your mind. You don't try to control your thoughts. You don't try to force an emotion that you're not feeling of clarity. Instead, you say, I acknowledge the swirl is there. I acknowledge my ego is confused. My mind is in a mental drama. I'm going to allow that to be there and I'm going to let myself drop below it. And what this looks like, for instance, for me, I released a new course. This was about six months ago. And I knew that I wanted to do the course, but I also had the illusion of confusion. I had this swirl and it would have been easy for me to make this swirl of confusion, which sounded like, are you sure? I'm not sure if you want to do this, Lisa. This could be really, really vulnerably inducing. You could get this wrong. You might mess it up. You might mess them up. Are you sure this is what you want to do? I think you might want to rethink this. What if you waited? Are you, how do you know it's time? What if you're wrong about this? All these questions that were really confusion. I knew that I was hearing those questions. And instead of trying to answer every single one to relieve the confusion, I decided to say, you know what? confusion is there. It's from the mind. But when I drop below it, which I do by taking deep breaths, exhaling out, 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 getting to a place below the chaos of the mind. And I listen from my heart, my soul-filled intuition. I knew it was time to move forward, launch the course, even though my ego felt confused. So that's me dropping below the confusion. I didn't try to fix the confusion. I acknowledged it was there and moved forward anyways because I let myself connect to the knowing underneath the swirl of the confusion. The other option for confusion, for how to respond, That's trying to address the confusion. And so what this looks like is instead of dropping into the soul, dropping below the confusion, you sit with the confusion and you help yourself to unravel the confusion. And I like this approach when sometimes I'm so distraught, and this is often when my confusion is very emotionally powered, when there's a lot of overwhelm with it or fear or rage or disappointment or discouragement or self-shame with it, when there's a lot of emotional upheaval attached to my confusion, I have a really hard time dropping below it. And so those are the states in which I really want to unravel the confusion. And so I'll still take some deep breaths, but the purpose of the breaths is to release the emotions. And then I'll go for a walk and I'll help myself say, what is it that I do now? 
because confusion says we don't know and that's a problem. And so I'll ask things like, okay, what do I know? And I'll answer those questions. And then I'll say, what if it's okay that I don't know? How could it be okay that I'm feeling confused and I'm thinking that I don't know? And I'll answer those questions. And then I'll say, if I did know, what would I do next? And if I was from that place, how would I be thinking? How would I be feeling? And then I'll say, how could I think or feel those things now? In what ways could it be that I could have that sense of clarity even in the confusion? And I'll play these little mind games with myself to coach my ego from the level of the ego to help my ego calm the crap down. (laughs) So it's like the ego has these flare-ups, you know? So you're calming it down to get out of the flare-up. And then it's a lot easier to drop below. And then here, okay, now that I've calmed the confusion or released the confusion by unraveling it through all my questions and showing myself, I do know a next step. Or I don't have to hold on to this overwhelm, then I can ask myself from that soul level, okay, what's next? Or what it what are your what's your response to this question or this decision, soul? And then I'll hear the answer that's either a solution, a pinpoint, a destination, or it's that wave saying, we're in free floss fall still, we're the leaf falling right now, and you're not yet to know. You're in the waiting, the stillness, the flowing. You're in the not knowing. Another thing that makes confusion so difficult is it feels like we're drowning in information. So sometimes we call it confusion when it's really a lack of prioritizing. And a lack of prioritizing causes that confusing spin. And so we need to get clear with ourselves on what's next. But when we try to do that, when we look at every single piece all at once, it can be really hard. And so something else to help you dissolve some of the mental confusion is for you to actually Take out a piece of paper, write down all of the information or all of the things that you think you have to do, get them all on paper. And then this is where you'll start to notice you'd been combining a bunch of little decisions into this big blob as if it was one decision or one thing. And that's why it's been so hard for you to know what to do next is because you've been so in your mind about all of these little steps and you've been making all of the little steps into this tangled mess. (laughs) So it's hard to know. It's hard to hear below the mess. Think of it like that ball of yarn analogy. You've tangled everything up into one. And so you can't unravel the ball to get to the truth underneath because you have such a mess blocking it. And so get out a piece of paper, write down all of the the questions your brain has, or all of the decisions that you're wanting to make, or all of the to-dos you think that are next, or all of the directions that you could go. Get it all down, then take some breaths, maybe go for a walk, do something to get yourself in a calmer state, then come back to the list and help yourself say, what is number one priority? And if that question just puts you into a tizzy spiral, Go the other way. Say, what do I know is not the number one priority? And as you identify those, put an X on the side next to it. So you know that's not the first place to start. You don't have to cross out the item, but you could just like on the side, make a little X, make a little X and keep doing that until you get down to the number one priority. This will help you to get clear 
and out of the confusion. And then what you'll find is once you get rid of some of those pieces, some of those items, some of those ideas on that list, it gets easier to tap into what you want as long as you don't make you crossing it out a problem. We have to let go of the attachment to feeling busy. Sometimes we hold on to confusion because there's a sense of significance that comes with feeling like we have so much on our plate. Society boasts busyness and wears it like a badge of honor when the truth is busyness is really often a sign of mental chaos more so than actually productivity. So don't focus on trying to be busy. Focus on being productive and decide what you want productive to mean. Productive can mean lots of breaks. We can define productivity as lots of space to just sit and do nothing or to watch TV or to pet your dog, whatever it might be, you can make productive that. But when we're so focused on how we're so busy, we lose sight of what really matters and what we're really after. So we have to release ourselves from the honor that we've given to busyness. Remind ourselves that busyness is not a symbol of honor. It's actually a call for help, that it's time for us to get some more clarity, help ourselves to do that with some of the steps I've just shared here. And then taking those breaths, dropping within, and getting to clarity. And I find what helps is doing both. And so when I have a lot of things going on, I first take some breaths and check in with my soul, drop below to hear, do I know or do I not know? And whatever the answer is, if I know, I say, okay, great. Now I go back to the mind and I use the mind to help me take action on the thing that I know. And if the answer is not no, it's okay, great. I go to the mind and say, what do I want to do in the meantime? What can I do now while I'm in this not knowing? What do I want to do now while I'm in this not knowing? And I use the mind and I come up with some ideas and I go from there. And so it's not that you need to disregard that egoic mind, but it's that you use it in support of the soul, in support of the guidance we get from within, regardless of if the guidance is you're in the not knowing or in the knowing. And so I hope this helps if you're in that confusion swirl to give you some more tips to help dissolve some of that confusion. That's how you clear the confusion or drop below the confusion in order to hear whether you know or don't know. And what we've talked about is how sometimes when you're in the not knowing, your mind gets concerned about not knowing and it creates confusion. And other times in the knowing, When you do know, your mind gets afraid then and still creates confusion. And so in either case, you might have confusion. And so help yourself find the stillness. And this will help you know whether you know or you're in the not knowing. And there's that delight in the not knowing. Because when you have the not knowing with the absence of confusion, it's complete serenity. Because it lets you then blossom into yourself, into the unknown into that field of limitless possibilities until it's time for the knowing to emerge. And so that's today's episode. And I hope this helps anyone who's feeling 
confused about whether they're confused or not knowing, understand some tools to help themselves move through it. And sometimes our brain will trick us into hyper-analyzing this and confusing the steps within one another so that you trap yourself. Like it'll say, we're confused about how to tell if we're confused. And it's really just your brain pretending there's more layers than there needs to be. Use this podcast episode, re-listen to it whenever you're confused to use it to help yourself release. Take some breaths, drop below. You'll hear whether you know or don't know. And don't make it a problem when you don't know. And please join me in coaching if you're wanting to get help with this and you're wanting to embrace your intuition and bring it into your work so you can do more of your work in your way with soul. Coaching can help you do so. The link is in the show notes. And until then, my friends, enjoy the blossoming effect that the not knowing period can have when you allow yourself to freely embrace it. Enjoy the ride until the point, the destination, the answer emerges from within. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with salt.